Welcome to Fuller Speed Ahead. I'm JT Angstrom, Chief Strategy Officer here at Freight Waves. With me is Tom Curie, SVP of Strategy and Innovation at Kingsgate Logistics. Tom, welcome to Chattanooga. Thanks, JT. It's been great. We're enjoying our time here for sure. When did you get in? Uh, so we got in uh, Sunday night. Um, I actually came a little bit early. I had to experience everything that Chatta Vegas has to offer. Absolutely. Right? So uh, it's, been, it's been great. We've enjoyed our time here for sure. It's a great area. It's a great freight hub, freight alley. Yeah. Uh, and I know you come from an awesome freight area as well. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's funny. I keep listening to you guys. You're talking about whether Chicago's the the freight freight city of the world. Yeah. You're talking about Chattanooga. I don't hear anyone talking about Cincinnati. Well, uh, you're here now, and, so tell uh, us about so that, it. That's part of why i got to be here, right? And so um, Cincinnati, you know, we've really found um, just a beautiful thing in what's happening in that city. I think a lot of people are coining us the Silicon Valley of logistics. Mm -hmm. So maybe you guys haven't used that one yet. So we're okay. going to keep taking it. We'll put that on keep the lexicon. It. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, but it's been good. Um, you know, I think uh, it, it's been great for our team. We brought some of our team down here as we're digging deeper into Sonar 5.0 and um, how we leverage it for our clients and, yep. and our carriers and such. And so it's been a really good visit for us. And Cincinnati is a good area for from a talent sourcing perspective. There's a lot of good universities and, and, yeah, and it's yeah. a large sort of infrastructure area. We've got a great airport. Yeah, yeah. So uh, travel's been uh, great out of Cincinnati, yep. and so we uh, um, we've we've got some great partnerships with a lot of different universities there. We work with the University of Cincinnati, uh, Xavier University, University of Dayton. Um, we're connected with a lot of them. Um, most notably, uh, we've got a, a really strong partnership with the University of Cincinnati that we've expanded on pretty significantly in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, that we believe is important for the talent pool to get people into the logistics business. That's right. That's right. And it seems like you guys have been growing a lot. Can you tell us a bit about Kingsgate? Maybe set up a little bit about how the model is structured, and then let's talk about how it's been growing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a little bit about Kingsgate. We're a family-owned company, second-generation family-owned, um, founded in 1986 by Tom and Mary Beckham. Great year. Uh, yeah, great year. Uh, families, uh, uh, the children actually ended up buying the company from uh, mom and dad in okay. 2008. Okay. And in 2008, uh, they kind of looked at each other and they said, hey, we, we think we've got something really special here, and they wanted to expand on it. And so they've, they've grown the business since then, and uh, now we're about 90 people strong, yep. um, and uh, um, we, we did uh, a couple of significant expansions this year on our business. We've opened up a couple of satellite offices, and uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, new entrants into the space yep. um, that, you know, some people call them disruptors and challengers and all these things, and they're exciting for us, right? I mean, competition is healthy, and so we're, we're really positioning ourselves well mm -hmm. to then combat that and see how do we challenge ourselves, how do mm -hmm. we challenge our team, how do we get better, and how do we get smarter along that journey. Yeah, so now for a family-owned business to survive for both multi-generational and for 30-plus you know, years, you really need to have a strong culture. Yeah. Can you talk to us maybe just a little bit about your culture? Then we could talk a little bit more about sort of the operations of the business. Yeah, so uh, culturally, you know, when you've got a family-owned business that's been around for 33 years, it's interesting because we've got employees that have been with us for 25-plus years. Yeah, um, so I would think a, so. It's a really interesting thing, especially in the dynamics of what's happening in our industry and how quickly things are changing. But one of the things that's special about us is we actually still service our first two clients from 33 Dude, really? years ago. That's unheard of in That's logistics, awesome. right? And I mean, most most logistics, you're looking at turnover every four to five years or yep. so. And uh, we still service our first two clients. And uh, they're significant partners for us in kind of our journey. And 
so you know, culturally, that that speaks a little bit to our culture, right? For sure. You know, when 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 you're able to create lifelong relationships like that and layer not only the relational piece of it, but layer in uh, what we're doing from an innovation standpoint. Um, it creates really strong partnerships for us as an organization. So our employees value that. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we work in, a, in the Cincinnati area and there's a, there's a lot of bad rap for turnover in the logistics space over there. And so we've, we've done a lot of work with the university to really help students overcome that fear of what is the logistics business and does it make sense for me and uh, we work with faculty we work very closely with the sales professors to help them see a different side of the logistics industry okay that's interesting and so now you've retained your first two customers i know you guys have a targeted end market approach can you elaborate a little bit on that and how you think about specialization and how that's enabled you to um you know come out as a market leader, really be able to provide a high level of service and be able to do great things at reasonable, you know, great value propositions at reasonable cost. Yeah. And how that very likely interrelates to the fact that your first two customers are still customers. Right, yeah. Well, we, uh, we've, we're kind of in an interesting situation because as we've grown as a company, right, um, you start looking at what competitors are doing and you start trying to say, okay, they're doing a really great job, um, whether they're hitting a specific market or doing something different than us. And we kind of fell into that trap, right? We started looking at what some com- competitors were doing and we, we tried to start replicating some of that. Uh, what we found is it was it was very different than our culture, and our culture as an organization is to be very consultative. At the end of the day, um, we we don't want to just get your load, right? We want to understand your business. We need to understand how your supply chain works, what challenges you're having, whether it's regarding a specific truck and a specific lane. That's not always it. You know, sometimes it's a matter of you've got a guy who's trying to build truckloads off of a clipboard, and we can figure this figure this out for you so that you've got access to inventory quicker. Um, You know, we're working with a client right now that um, they're going to be able to sell product 10 to 20 days sooner because we're giving them greater visibility into what's actually coming into their warehouse and where it's going to be allocated. Interesting. So so that that consultative approach, it changes. You know, we're not just finding a truck for people. Um, You know, there's there's a lot of great companies that that can just do that. And we're looking to do more. And so when we find clients who connect with that vision, that's when we have lasting partnerships. If it's a client that just wants a cheap truck to get in and get out, it's really not a good fit for our, for our culture, um, both, both as, a, as a, an organization, but also for our employees. Mm-hmm. Like our employees, they want to know the business. They want to know what challenges you have so that they can actually solve problems and not just you know, be a monkey dialing phones and finding trucks. Yeah, you, know? you guys are doing a heck of a lot more than brokering loans then. So you guys have a lot of value added services. Can you, can you maybe talk to us a bit about either some of your most popular or your most, most favorite? Yeah, yeah. So um, we, we actually do um, a, a number of different services for our clients. So you know, we've got clients that we manage all of their inbound, all of their outbound, um, combined freight. Um, we've got uh, customers who've historically said, hey, all my freight's vendor routed, I don't touch it, um, that we've been able to bring in-house, bring cost savings to them. Uh, that's one of our most exciting things to do. Um, what we love to do is do proof of concept mm-hmm. for anything, right? I think a lot of companies, you know, they want to go in and try to get everything and just, you know, uh, build their build their portfolio. And that's not really our approach. We like to go in, prove the value, prove the worth. Um, we've done that with a lot of different vendor routed um, companies who said, hey, we just don't touch the freight. Well, there's a cost associated to that in, in one way or the other. And so, 
usually we get the opportunity to kind of dig in to what's actually happening into their business and kind of highlight and say, hey, look, we did a cost analysis. This is what you're actually spending on freight, whether you think you're spending it or not, mm -hmm. you're paying for that freight one right. way or the other. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's funny, a lot of people talk about Amazon and, you know, free shipping. Well, there's no real such thing as free shipping at the end of the day. Right. It's baked in somewhere. Someone's paying for it in uh, some way. Of course. And so, Always. you know, we, we find that um, when we get to come in and really connect with them, um, there's, a, there's a deeper relationship there. And there's, a, there's one specific project I'd love to tell you a little bit more about. We're probably going to release here in, in another couple months. Well, maybe we can help you with that. Yeah, and you might, you might be helping me <laughs> with that, um, that, uh, that I think will bring, it's going to bring a new level of transparency to this industry that okay. no one's really talking about, and we're, we're pretty excited about getting that out. That's awesome. Well, that's a great baseboard from the next question, which is, can you talk to us a little bit about the technological enablers you guys use to be able to provide these incremental value-added services, how they support your you know, client value proposition offering, and yeah. um, how you think about not just maintaining them, but developing new ones, integrating them into the day-to-day -day operations. Uh, I think that's a really interesting discussion to have. Yeah, uh, 2019 for us as a company, you know, I think a lot of people were looking at their 2019 right now and determining what kind of a year was it, right? Uh, market was soft, things maybe weren't as people predicted. And uh, one of the big strategies that we had for 2019 was around uh, becoming more creative and innovative as a company. Um, at the core of who we are, we talk a lot about the word restlessness. Um, we've kind of got it all over our building. Um, and, you know, we've got this attribute wheel that kind of describes who we are. Mm -hmm. And restlessness is at the core of it. Well, as we looked, um, and, I, and as we were talking with the ownership and our executive team, uh, we talked about, well, what, what does restlessness look like for us in 2019? And all, all of that conversation circled around technology. Yep. Um, how are we serving the clients in this space? Um, we understand that there's expectations and greater expectations coming. And so how do we do that? And what does that look like for Kingsgate? How does it still feel us, uh, but yet uh, serve what the clients and the shippers' expectations are and our carrier expectations? And so we actually started this year on a really interesting journey. We partnered with Xavier University. Okay. And we, we did a course on design thinking. And what we did with design thinking is we, we kind of stripped everything back and said, let's focus on the user experience. Um, so it's interesting, when we go to a client, we don't go with a package sales slick that mm -hmm. says, this is exactly what you need, this will solve every problem this you've is ever what had, we offer you, here yeah. you go, take it or leave it. Um, we go in and we say, talk to us about your business. Yep. Tell us where your pain is, tell us where your struggles are. Um, we're not looking for a lane, we're not looking for a group of lanes, we're looking to understand your business so that we can try to help, otherwise, we're just a commodity. Yeah. And so we, we focus heavily on the user experience. Um, uh, our partnership with the University of Cincinnati has really helped us a lot with that. So we launched uh, an office this year um, in what's called the 1819 Innovation Hub. Okay. Uh, so Cincinnati, the University of Cincinnati is doing something really interesting. And uh, this building is where they're talking about where um, industry meets university. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's large companies in the Cincinnati area. You, you hear companies like Kroger Technology, Cincinnati Insurance, P&G, Cincinnati Bell, um, Fifth Third, WorldPay. These companies are coming and they are moving their innovation teams into this space. Yep. And what's happening is we're creating a very collaborative environment where we're sitting down with Kroger Technology and we're saying, hey, you guys have got this zero waste, zero hunger initiative. How does logistics layer in to help solve that problem? Right. And we're working collaboratively with them. Well, 
when it comes to the rest of our clients that are working the food space, they're very interested in that, right? They yeah. want to reduce waste. For sure. No, no, no one's excited when they got to throw out X amount of product every year. And so mm. we're taking what we're learning from some of those experiences and bringing them back to our, our food and manufacturing clients and saying, hey, we think that there's more that, that's right there um, that, that maybe we're not, we're not accessing today. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and especially in the food space, uh, I think it's important to have a differentiated technological angle given the perishability and given the sensitivity to food safety. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys, so can you talk to us a little bit about predictive analytics and how you currently think about them and how you might think about leveraging them in the future? Yeah, so um, I like to talk a lot about this because we are working um, pretty heavily in the AI machine learning space. Okay. Um, we're talking about deep learning. I don't think anyone's really doing anything too much with that yet, but more um, deep thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's more. Yeah, it's more. <laughs> more of these thought whiteboards that someone's got somewhere that they're writing something right. down. Okay. And uh, we we are actively working in that space. Um, we we've worked with a lot of different vendors and partners. Uh, some that are in the logistics industry. Some that are completely outside. They're in healthcare, and we're figuring out how to use their AI in our business. Yep. Um, and so we're we're kind of tweaking some things here. Um, predictive an analytics is such a big, important part of what we're doing. So we're, we're leveraging APIs to connect to lots of different data sources. And as we're using those APIs, we're bringing them in to help our clients get a better feel for what's going to happen in the market using tools like Sonar and some yeah. of the other uh, partners that we've got in place to really help feed that into a client. So uh, I think there's a, there's a lot more to come with that and more mm -hmm. that we'll end up sharing about that. Um, we embed it within our own analytics platform and, and we're pretty excited about what's, what's coming through that. That's awesome. And now your analytics platform, you guys develop internally. It's proprietary. Is that right? Um, yeah. So we, we have a partnership in it, but all of our data sources and our data warehouse, we bring in uh, proprietary and, and build out from there. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and we would expect that even if you don't leverage Sonar 5.0, the, the user interface, the actual analytics and information that are derived within it, we could connect to your systems through API directly so yep. you could still leverage our predictive analytics to be able to make better decisions to help you know, drive revenue per transaction or gross margin per transaction, whatever you're actually looking to optimize for. And that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. That's tremendous, and we're absolutely excited about it. We're excited to have you and your team here today, and glad to know that uh, it's mid-afternoon, and you know we're at, we here at Freight Alley uh, have one of the best offices in not just the city, but in my view, the country. And we've got uh, 30 beers on tap, and I'm yeah, looking forward I, to in about an hour. And I think my team's two. pretty excited about that as well. <laughs> There's Ellie. So with that, uh, we're going to wrap up. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Um, Tom Curie, Kingsgate Logistics. I'm JT Angstrom, Chief Strategy Officer here at Freight Waves. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you haven't, please do check out Freight Waves on Apple TV, Roku, and all other streaming platforms. If you've not checked out Sonar 5.0, please give us a call. We'd be happy to talk to you about it and give you a demo. This is Fuller Speed Ahead. Have a great afternoon.